you from a biblical point, and also I'm going to come to you from a farmer's point of view. See, so Genesis verses Genesis one verse number eleven reads. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is whose seed in itself on earth. And it was so. So uh, seed is a small. A seed is is small, it's hard part of the plant from which new plants grow. So we have to. Uh, what we went over was the importance of having seed in the ground. So you got to have seed in the ground. So, and I, I've said this, and I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying this as long as I can. You know, if you don't have seed in the ground, you can't expect to reap a harvest. And also, it takes time for that seed to grow. And the reason why some people go from church to church because they don't give God time to do what he needs to do in them, so they leave. So therefore, if God planted you at a particular church, that means you stay until God release you. You do not go before it's time. You stay there because you don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know what harvest you have. So with seed, you must plant a good seed. So that's why uh, when you're working with different people, especially on secular jobs, on secular jobs, you know, you always have this one person that's always nagging, complaining, and fussing and cussing. Okay, right. Okay, good. I don't need to be about. I don't need to be. I don't need to be near you because I already know why. I already know what type of seed that you're planting. So if you're gonna, if you're planting angry seed, guess what? You're gonna reap angry seed. That's just how it is. So you plant this seed, and you're trying to figure out, well, what's happening? It's not growing. So yeah, well, what are you doing for it not to grow? So you need to take a survey yourself and say, okay, wait a minute. There's something wrong. I need to find out what's going on. So with seed, you must have the proper nutrients in the ground. So when you plant a garden, you have to figure out where you want to get the garden, where you get the most sunlight. And sometimes you have to dig out that old dirt and bring in fresh soil so when you plant whatever you're planting, it has the nutrients in the ground to grow. So what's happening now is a lot of people are having their own organic garden without those pesticides and sprays and stuff. So that's where people are going now. So also time. You gotta have you gotta give that seed time to grow. So in the process, with the in the process of time, you gotta water the seed, you gotta nurture the seed, you gotta make sure that it's, it, it, your 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 flower bed or your garden doesn't get disturbed, and we know um, with us we had a problem with an armadillo. Just he was coming in our backyard. I'm like, what is this? What is this? So I finally put a stop to it. I blocked the little holes that he was coming in, and I said, okay, good. I blocked this. I had to block three holes in my backyard for him not to come through. So I finally, I said, well, I haven't seen him in a in a in a while because I haven't seen no new holes. You can tell when you go in the backyard, you see the, the fresh holes. I'm like, oh, okay, so I don't see him no more. So, yes, I had to, yeah, that took time too. So, you got to give your seed time to grow as well. Oh, it's acting right. Cool. So now, so now, this is what I've been really waiting for is the harvest part. It's the harvest part. So, when a farmer, get ready to harvest his crop or her crop. It has to be ready to be harvested. So now, from what I was, I was doing a bit of research and, the, har- and the, the growing season is from May to September. Okay, so now we understand because I love mangoes, I love watermelons, and that season is coming up. You only have a short, it's, it's a short season. It's a short season. Now, what I learned with the mango trees is that some mangoes are not ready until the end of August. These are the big, big, I think they call them hating mangoes or something like that. They're really, really big, and they're really, really good, too. So those are the ones that are ready at the end of the 
uh, harvest season, coming towards the end of the harvest season, that's when they, that's when they're ready. So I don't know, uh, we're from South Florida, so usually this time of the year, I'll be looking for them, I'll buy them, I have to, and I, I see them, oh yeah, they're not ready to the end. So we know watermelon season is coming up. So watermelon and mango season is right around the same time. So it runs for a short period of time, you know. And then the winter, you have uh, different types of uh, fruits that you know that you know you can't grow because the climate is too cold. So even with vegetables, but there are some fruits that grow year-round: bananas, apples, oranges. Pears, they grow year round. Lemon, limes, that's a year round fruit. So in cold weather, they still do good. So harvest, harvest. Genesis, let's go to Genesis chapter 8. Verse number 22. Oh, is that right? Oh, I'm at the wrong one. Oh, okay, there we go. Verse number Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, and I'm coming from the New King James Version. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So there's times where you can harvest um, fruits and vegetables during different times of the year. And harvest is the gathering of crops, the season when reaping crops are gathered, a crop or yield of one growing season, a, simple, a supply of any gathered at maturity or store. So uh, what is harvest season? Harvest season is this. The harvest is a time when you reap what you sow as a verb the harvest something means that you pick or gather it. You might harvest your sweet corn late in the summer. As a noun, harvest means the time of year when crops are ripe and ready to be gathered. So if you were to harvest your crop before it's ready, you just messed everything up. You just messed everything up. So when God tells you, to sow a certain amount of money, that means he's not trying to get money from you. He's trying to get money to you. And that's part of the harvest. So you got to put that seed in the ground because you don't have, if you don't have any seed in the ground, God doesn't have anything to work with. Well, I'm God, I'm, 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 I'm believing you for this house. I'm, I'm believing you for this promotion on the job. When was the last time you tied? When was the last time you gave an offering? Do you have a seed in the ground? If you have nothing, you reap nothing. You know, Leviticus chapter number 25. Let's see here. There it is. Leviticus chapter 25, verse number 5. What grows of its own according of your harvest you shall not reap, nor gather the grapes of your, of your unattended vine, for it is a year of rest for the land. So you see here, you shall not reap, nor gather the grapes of your unattended vine. So you can't reap something, you know, you know you have to tend to it. You have to tend to it. You have to water it. You have to go out in there and, and make sure that uh, no animals are messing with your garden or your flower bed. You have to go out there and pick the weeds. You got to pick the weeds out of the ground because, you know, once the weed, you know, weeds are terrible. They're very, very terrible. They just mess up. They just mess up everything. So you have to keep the weeds under control. You have to keep the weeds under control. You have different things that will basically just mess everything up. Uh, what was it? Um, when I was growing up, uh, we was in uh, South Florida there. Uh, 
Back then was Opelika, but now was Miami, the city of Miami Gardens. Okay, so what I didn't, I didn't know too much about grass. All I know is the front yard, the grass was green. The next thing you know, I saw eventually it was turning brown. I'm like, well, what's going on? And somebody said, oh, that's a trench bug. A what? He said, it's a trench bug. It just, they just go, they just like sheep, just like sheep. <laughs> they just go, they start eating the grass, and I'm like, wow, so that's what that is. Oh, so you have to tend to your yard. You have to go out there and spray the weeds. You have to go out there and spray the yard and everything that you need to do. So why is harvesting important? The importance of rainwater harvesting lies in the fact that it can be stored for future use. Just as it can be used directly, so also the the stored water can be utilized to um, utilize in the ground, in the ground level water, and improve its, its quality. Harvesting rainwater collects surface rain, runoff of water. Okay, so Genesis chapter 45. Genesis. Genesis chapter 45, verse number 6. For the two years, the famine has not been in the land. And there are still five years in which there were to, to neither, never, neither plowed or harvested. Okay, famine. Famine is a situation in which large numbers of people uh, have little or no food, and many of them die. And we see it on TV constantly. We see it on these little commercials, and I, I, I can't, I can't really watch the commercials. You know, it's like you see this little child, and then you see the, uh, they show the rib cage of the child, and it's uh, like, wow. So we understand there is famine. We're dealing with famine in the land today. We're dealing with it. You know, is if you were to go to to Africa or overseas, you'll see there's famine in the land. Even on um, sometimes on Facebook, they these people they 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 create this little mud hole, and they pour. Um, sometimes they crack an egg, they mix up the egg, and they crack the egg. They, sometimes they pour Coca-Cola down there, and fish start coming out. I say, like, wow, you got to tell me, like, wow, you got to do what you can. You got to you have to do what you can to survive to feed yourself. So we're dealing with famine. Even here in the city of Jacksonville, we're dealing with famine. You know, and uh, Genesis chapter 41. And verse 41, I mean chapter 41, go down to verse number 31. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And we have some cases where it is very severe famine in the land, and it is just, it's, uh, it's really not good. Go down to verse 36. Then that the food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So we see here, um, we see here that, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with famine in the land and it's just not, you know, we see it every day. We see it wherever we go. We see it on TV. Um, it's, 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 it's even worse overseas. It's even worse in Africa. It's, it's, it's even worse in Africa and all those different places, Asia and all those different places. It's just you see it, and it's like, okay, well, I want to, like, I want to do something. You know, <laughs> you have these different... Um, People that have these different organizations that advertise um, to, where they um, 
you donate money and they go and they, they feed the people, they get a meal supply. As it was one, I don't know if they're still around, it was one um, uh, Christian organization. Um, oh, what was it? Feeding the people or I forgot what it was. Uh, they just they they go out. I mean, you donate money and they'll they'll go overseas or whatever, and they'll they'll feed the people. And um, I, for, I, I forgot the I forgot the name of it. And it's it's um it's one thing that you know um you want to do. I forgot what it is. I forgot what it is. Um, so um, now what the Bible says about. Harvesting. Uh, tell you what, let's go to Second Corinthians. Let's go to Second Corinthians, chapter number nine, verse number six. By now, you should know where I'm going. You should know where I'm going now. But this I say: He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully shall will also reap bountifully so that was second corinthians chapter 9 verse number 6 so um if you want to be one of those stingy persons you know okay uh, this what I used. This what I uh, heard when I was growing up. A dollar given is a dollar blessing. So you sow a dollar, you get, that's what you get. That's what you get. You know. So, and in, in in my case, you know, when when God tells you to do something, you do it, and then you never know. You may not get it back in money, but you may have it come back in different ways. You know, and. Um, by me, just by us doing what we God has called us to do, I've had two two creditors call me. So, oh, you owe such and such. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, 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 hey, listen, I'm trying to get you paid. Okay, so we'll we'll take X amount of money. I said, done. <laughs> you took half of what I was owed. I said, take it, take it. One of them, I think, I owed. 700 and something and they called me and said oh did you get a bill for 45 I said I'm going online not to pay it <laughs> so you never know you never know when you so when you when you get that seed in the ground when you get when God said okay God said now I have something to work with now I got something to work with so this is a lot of times God ain't gonna tell you What's going to happen? It's just like, boom. You start getting phone calls. You start doing this happening. I had, um, I heard where um, people were, where mortgage company was was forgiving people of their second mortgage. They didn't have to pay it off. They said, we forgive you of your second mortgage. Just, all you got is the first one. You're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, people getting their house paid off and things of that nature. They are getting promotions on the job. That's because they have seed in the ground. They were they was faithful with what they have. So the Bible says, if you be faithful before with a with a few, I will make you rulers over many. So you got to be faithful with what you have. Because God is not going to give you more than what you can handle. He's not going to give you more than what you can handle. And we see it all the time. People win the lottery and they go broke in a year. That's because they don't know how to handle that kind of money. Oh, give me the whole one lump sum. And they go in and start buying houses and go taking trips and cruises and buying gold and diamonds and stuff like that. And then you be like, oh, what happens? I go to Walmart and find me a job. I go to Walmart and find me a job. Oh, I got to go to Home Depot See if I can give me a job. Because I'm, you know, I'm down to my last 10,000. Like, well, wait a minute. I understand that the government took his 33 and whatever percent he took. What'd you do with the rest of the money? Well, I bought a house and I got a BMW, I got a Mercedes, I got a Ferrari, I got a Bentley Phantom. Oh, I got a Rolls Royce Phantom. I was like, okay, well, what, I mean, you only can drive one car. I mean, come on now. Come on, you know, come on now. 
yes, I understand you, you, you played the lottery and you won, but still, but still, you broke. I mean, you broke. So, so what do you do now? You know, what do you do now? So when you go harvest your crop and you get X amount of money, that doesn't mean, hey, man, let's go, let's have a party. Let's go, let's go have a party. No, 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 no. You got to be able to maintain that because if you don't maintain that, you're going to be out of money in a, a couple of months and you're going to be sitting there believing God and crying out to God, God, I need your help. I need, these people want money. I'm like, well, you had it. That was the point of the harvest. Once you get that harvest, it's okay, God, what do I do? And God say, hey, listen, pull your credit report. You pay off the people that you need to pay off. That's what you do. You pay off the who you need to pay off. And then, you know, you save some money. You save. You don't spend it, you know. You, you want to save some. You, know, you, don't wanna, you don't want all your harvest to be eaten up. So, um, and a lot of with and a lot with uh, in the body of Christ, because your harvest is your paycheck. Your harvest, well, you get paid every week or every two weeks. That's your harvest. And a lot of times, if you don't have seed in the ground, so in other words, if you don't tithe, guess what? God cannot rebuke rebuke the devourer for your sake. So therefore, before your check even hit the bank, guess what? It's already gone. It's gone. Your wife looks at you like, well, yeah, it's already spent. It's already spent. Already spent. So how much left? Well, well, we can buy some groceries, but you know, uh, we can buy some groceries, but but uh, but we got to be careful though. You know, after we buy groceries and stuff like that, you know, we don't get paid for we don't get paid for another two weeks. So we got to be careful on our driving, not doing any extra, extra driving and stuff like that. Because all we got left now is $150. And you know it takes about 40 to fill your vehicle up and it takes 40 to fill mine up. Boom, that's $80. And you add, you add that for two-week period, like, whew, you know, we may have to carpool one or two times uh, during the week just to save on gas. But if you don't have that seed in the ground, your harvest will be, be your harvest is going to get eaten up. It's not going to be there no more. You're going to check your bank account. You're going to look at it like, Lord have mercy. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So that's for that's why um, that's why you have a budget. You have a budget. You got to live off that budget. It may be tight for six months, but you stay on track. So your harvest is, your harvest is when you tied, you gave an offering, you paid your rent or your mortgage, you paid your, your lights, your water, your cable, you paid your car note, your insurance, you paid everything, you, you paid all your bills, you paid all your bills, and at the end of the month you say, oh, sweetheart, you know what? Well, we've been doing good, we've been doing good, we got... We got $900 left at, the, at the, left at the end of each month. I said, okay, sweetheart, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take, we're going to take about six or 700. We're going to put that in a different account. We're going to save that. Because if something happens, at least we can pull, pull from that account. Okay, so what are we going to do with the rest? Okay, good. You want allowance. You get 100, I get 100. We're going to, hey, listen, you run out of it, you got to wait till you get <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait. So just be careful now. Don't just go out there, just spin, spin, spin. So you know, uh, uh, you know me. I love to take leftovers for for lunch. That's me. I, whatever whatever's leftover from dinner, I take that, pack that up, and I take I eat that for lunch. That's what I did when I was down in when I was down in South Florida. That's exactly what I did. You know, and there was times I didn't have money to get anything to eat. I didn't worry about it because I thank God I know how to fast. So, uh, me, I, hey, I had to fast from, from the time I got to work until the time I got home. But, hey, I said, you know, hey, it worked. It worked. So, when you have that harvest, you know, harvest, um, what months are harvest season? And we already, we already talked about that is from May to September. Now, one is one fruit that you cannot harvest because it takes too long to grow, and that's pineapple. 
pineapple, it takes up to 24 months for that fruit to grow. So I know we see pineapples in the store. We see, I'm like, wow. But wherever the store gets their pineapples from, they got to have a, I mean, they got to have acres. I'm not talking about no five acres. They got to have acres because at certain times when they, it's time to harvest these pineapples, I'm like, okay, good. That, that, other, that other acre over there, that won't be ready until next year. But what's, we got, we're coming up now, so we got to harvest this acre here, get this harvested out, and start planting new stuff, new pineapples. That's what I found out. For pineapples take like 24, like 24 months. I say, that's the only fruit that I know that takes that long to grow. So you can't, you can't even harvest that before time. So if you're trying to harvest that pineapple, say within the first, what, say a, a year and, and, and two months, it's no good because it's not ready. It's not ready. It's just like, uh, it's just like mangoes. Just like mangoes. You know, you know how you want your mangoes. So I tell people, I say, listen, don't bring me no ripe mangoes. Say, what? Don't bring me no ripe mangoes. Bring them to me green. You say, what you mean? Bring them to me green. I can get them right. Just bring them to me green. So you give, give, give them to me green. I can get them right. And my mom and dad from Georgia, they told me the trick. They said, hey, just put, them in the, put them in the closet. Put them in the dark. I said, what? Put them in the dark. Put them in the closet. Let it sit. You check on it a couple of days. I said, okay. Put it in the dark. Two, three days go by. I check on it. Check on like the third or fourth day I check on it. I say, oh, man, it's just about, hey, I can eat this now. I don't like it too soft. It's, if it's too soft, it's like mushy. Mushy, I'm like, oh, no, nah, I can't eat it. I like my, I like my mangoes nice and firm. I like my mangoes nice and firm. That way I can cut them up how I want them and have me a good time. So it's just, it's just that's what any fruit, that's what any fruit that we buy. Now, only ones you can't really tell, um, uh, oranges, is, is oranges and tangerines are, 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 are give and take. You know, you won't know until you cut into it. Just like grapefruit, you won't know until you cut into it. Um, grapes, you can pretty much tell if they're overripe just by looking at it. It's okay, okay, well, no, that's even you may have one or two that may be overripe in your in your in the bag that you're getting. So that's that's you know that's it. Bananas, you know, you know, you only have once you buy the bananas. She's like, you only got two days. <laughs> that's it. You got two days. And I tell my wife, I say, you go, make sure you got a little bit of green on it. I say, what? I don't like them ripe. I don't like them too ripe. Me and my little brother, we like it with a lot. Uh, my other one that's under me, as, you know, he like it the same way. He say, a little bit of green on there. That's what I like. If you bring it to me all yellow and I see, and I see the, the brown marks on it, I won't eat it. I won't eat it. That's just how I am. And God cannot pour out a blessing if you don't open up your wa- your pocketbook or your wallet. And that was a quote by Bishop Von McLaughlin. So I, 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 hist- I, I take quotes down and I make sure I say, hey, this, this is by this person here. You know, you can't, how you expect God to bless you? When you, I mean, when you got a, um, when you got that chain, you got a lock, you got a combination lock on your, um, you got a combination lock on your wallet or your purse, or your pocketbook, and there's an alarm. So you go, yeah, the alarm go off. What's that? That's the alarm. Don't, don't, don't touch that now. I ain't, I'm not giving nothing. I'm not giving nothing. I'm not giving nothing. No, 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 no. You got to understand the basic principles. In Malachi, you understand it. You got to understand those principles in Malachi. And those, those, principles, those principles apply. And a lot of people don't understand that. Oh, they always trying to get money. Say, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not trying to get money from you. We're just simply just trying to get money to you. That's all God is trying to do. He's not trying to get money from you. That means when he tells you to sow something, that means he's setting you up for something. You just got to give God time to work it out. Don't rush it. It may, sometimes it may, it, may, it may seem like it's taking a little longer, but don't worry about it. God is going to take care of it. 
He's going to take care of it. Um, Jeremiah 29, verse number 11. Let's go there. Uh, Jeremiah, where are, we? where are we here? Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. For I know, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give your future and a, and a hope. So, um, words are spiritually force producing after their kind. Your, your blessings and curse yourself with, with your words. This provides a road map for boldly speaking God's word. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God proclaims his good plan for your life. God is love and he's faithful, watching over his word to perform it. Choose to believe and say what God says. So you have to speak the word of God over yourself constantly. It may not... You got to speak to yourself constantly. Hey, it's not going to be like this always. It's not going to be like this always. You know, I, may, I remember a time we went through a, a, a time, you know, um, it was rough. It, 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 it was rough. I was, I was still working. I was working. I wasn't used to getting paid every two weeks. That's something I had to adjust to. And... Um, and one thing I made a commitment to was I was going to tie no matter what. I don't listen. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm a tie no matter what. So when the check, when, when the check hit the bank, I went and took the tithe out. And I told my wife, I said, okay, you do what you know. All right, you can pay whoever you, you can pay whoever you want to pay now. God got his, God got his 10%. First. That's what you do. It's like even now, even now, before, uh, even now, before I put any gas in the car or get something to eat, I like I make sure that God got His ten percent first, and then I say, okay, good. You can uh, then I can go get this and get that and do whatever. But see, that's what that's something that works for me. And I seen God. He just He just took that check. It was, <laughs> he took the check and He just stretched it. That check, like I say, that check is your harvest. That's your harvest. And I seen God just stretch that check. And I'm, 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 I'm being honest with you. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. He stretched that check. And that's what you call, that's because God rebuked the devourer for my sake. So he stretched what I, I, was, what I was bringing home. And some people tied off their net. No, you tied off your gross before taxes, not after. So if you if you tied on your net, you still robbing God. So when you tied off your gross, and you begin to see how God is just stretching, like wow, and you begin like wow, how in the world? How did He do it? Like how did He do that? How did that happen? Because you put in your heart, you put in the heart to. Make sure that God got his 10% first. And that's one thing we're going to have to learn is that even with harvest season, you know, that Malachi 3, it, 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 in Malachi, that's part of the harvest. That's part of the harvest. When you tie, that means I got seed in the ground. I'm just waiting for my harvest. I'm going to give my seed time to grow. I'm not going to rush it. It may be a little stressful sometimes, a little frustrating at times, but listen, I'm going to let my seed grow. And that's why some people, they don't stay in the church as long. They church hoppers. They here for three, they, they, they come here for three services or whatever. Then next thing you know, boom, they had another church. They had another church. I'm like, well, my goodness, you haven't given God time to do anything. You just, you just move. You're just one of them church hoppers. Just church hopper. I don't like that church. I don't like that church. I don't like that church. Well, let me put let me tell you this. 
There are no perfect churches here on the face of this earth. There are none. There's always going to be something about this church you don't like, something about that church you don't like. But listen, if God tell you to go to a certain church, that's where you go until God release you. That's what he did with us. We stayed there until God released us. Is that right? Time to go. Time to go and get your own church started. So, um, let's see. Genesis, no, Galatians. I'm about to wrap it up here. See where is it here? I'm flipping all Galatians chapter number six, verse number five. For each one shall bear his own load, and I have a quote here. Let us not become. Let us not become weary in in do, in in doing good, for. At the proper time, you will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that's the thing. You can't give up. And here's another one. You're, you're, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. So you can't give up. You can't give up your harvest. You can't, you can't give up. So my wife, she wants to start a garden. I'm like, oh, Lord, something just something, just, something else I got to take care of. But but we've been looking around different ones. They have you know, have the ones that are raised off the ground, different things. I say, hey, that's fit right on the page. We get enough sunlight. He's like, yeah, they get enough sunlight. We can grow some some onions and peppers and green beans or whatever in there. So... So even if, even if one plant, even if one plant doesn't do good, you don't give up. You say, okay, well, okay, well, let me, let me go back and do some research, ask some questions, and find out what can I do. By you doing your research and asking, your, asking questions, says, hey, this is, what, this is what you need to do. You need to do extra step. You need, first, you need to do this. Second, you need to do this. And third, you need to do that. And then by you should have some good results. You have some good results. So it's like when you have, um, um, we have a nice size flower bed in the front. In the front, thank God we don't got one in the front. Whew, it's, it's big enough. But one thing I didn't do was I didn't give up killing the weeds. I said, well, let me try this type. Let me try this type of weed killer. And I sprayed the stuff on there, and it died. But it took almost two weeks for the weeds to die. I was like, nah, that ain't. That's, that's, too, that's, that's too long for me. I need this stuff to be dead in like a couple of days. So uh, I went to another, tried another weed killer. And I sprayed it. And the next day, it was starting to die. I said, okay, good, I'm going to stick with this. See, that's why you never give up. You never give up. You, you don't give up on your harvest. It's there. So even with the farmers, they don't give up. You know, they may have to get up at a, you know, Two, no, they probably get up like three, four o'clock in the morning so they can start harvesting their crop because, oh, hey, we got a cold spell coming in later on tonight. So that, those 18 acres, we got to harvest that 18 acres before tonight. And all hands on deck, he got all his machine working, uh, running, running 100% to make sure he get that, harvest, that crop harvested and out of the ground before that cold spell comes. You know, so, you know, uh, people, you know, we gotta learn. We gotta learn this in the body of Christ. You cannot let your harvest get eaten up. That's one thing, and I've seen that a lot with people. I've seen it a lot. of like, oh my gosh, I say, wow, you know. And and I, I said this before. You know, you have the the. Um, I was reading about this lady who won. Who won the lottery? And her her. Um, I guess her ex-boyfriend or whatever, he kept going to jail. She spent millions. I mean, I think when I was reading, she spent like, at one point, she spent like 12 million bailing him out. I said, he would have stayed. He would have stayed because she had um, him. She was, I guess she was trying to help him or whatever the case may be. She had family members and friends calling her for money. I don't know if she still, um, I don't know if she have anything left, 
but she has four kids and one child with special needs. So that special needs child needs all the attention and care that that child needs, and she had the the money to do it. But by you give you know just how much you need to get out of jail? Oh, you need twelve million. Here, here's a, here's a check. Go to bail bondsman, write the check, and get him out. I'm like for what? So you end up back in jail, which he did. But before that, she was spending thousands of dollars, and he ended up back in jail. I'm like, listen, I got you out the first time. I was kind enough to to put ten thousand dollars up to get you out, or twenty thousand to get you out the first time, and you go back again. So now they want they want another million to get you out. Oh, well, you gonna have to stay there. I'm sorry. I got I got my kids to take care. I need to make sure my kids are taken care of. I got to set up a trust fund for my kids. So when they graduate or whatever the case may be, when they graduate college or high school, they have money set aside. That's your harvest. You know, leave inheritance for your children's children. So therefore, and I think she did that. You know, you have that you have that all set up for your kids. You have that all set up. That's your harvest. I mean, you, that's what you work hard for. So even even. When people that um, work 30 or 35 years on a job and they retire, yeah, part of their harvest was getting a check every week. So now they're getting a check from their retirement and they're getting a check from the Social Security. That's your harvest. That's your harvest. So it doesn't mean, oh, man, I'm, re I'm retired. I can do what I want to do, house paid, car paid. That, that doesn't mean you just go out there and just, just spend money because you got it. You still save it because you, you never know. You never know. Something may come up and you may need five or 10000 for something. Like, hey, you know what? I got it. You got it. So, and, and, and my wife will tell you, I don't like <laughs> me. Uh, I don't like too much going out. I know some got to go out, but if it's too much going out, I'm like, okay, wait a minute now. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Wait a minute now. That's too much. No, that's no, no, no. We ain't gonna let me. I'll, I'll let me go online, and look for it. I'll find something. Just give me, just give me time to find what I'm looking for at the price that I want to pay. Be, because I have in my mind, I have a certain number that I want to pay for something, and that's part of the harvest. You know, you got you got the money, and you know you need something. So okay, listen. Hmm. Let me take the time. Let me go online. Let me go around. Let me, let me go around and find out what I, you know, what the price is. You see what they, you see what Walmart. I mean, you see what, uh, say for instance, a refrigerator. You want one of those stainless steel refrigerators, which is really nice. They cost a lot of money. So, so you know, the one you're looking at is like fifteen hundred. They, they can get up there. Just a refrigerator, just a refrigerator alone could cost you almost two grand. So. And your wife said, oh, yeah, this is what we want. This, this is what I want. I said, okay, let me go online and look for it. Maybe I can find it. Let me do some research. Maybe I can find it uh, a cheaper price. You know, in South Florida, they have a bunch of scratch and dent places. So if there's a scratch or dent on it and it's a 15 and they got marked for seven, you say, you know what? I'll take it. Give me the seven. I'll take it. What else you got? You're like, you're like ooh, you, you got the cash. You're like, you know what? You say, hey, you know what, babe? You know what? We need a new oven too. Let's see if we can grab an oven for about two hundred. See if we get a stainless stainless steel oven for about two, maybe three hundred. You look over, and say, yeah, all it has is a little scratch and dent on it because of shipping, and they can't put it out. They don't want to sell it to anybody, but people buy it. It's, it's nobody knows it's scratch and dent, but you. They think it's a new refrigerator. Oh, I like your new refrigerator. Oh, yeah, you like it. Yeah, open up. <laughs> they, you think you <laughs> you were like it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Then you tell. Then you tell me where you get. You went where? They said, yeah. That's why I went. Really? They go there and guess what? They get the same thing for the same. They get the same deal. The same deal. So, so when even 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 if um, with your harvest, you know, we gotta be faithful with it. We have to not just spin, you know, uh-huh, just not spin. And because, you, you know, we, you will have people that will try and get in your pockets. Ask MC Hammer. First it was all good, and then it was all gone. Uh, all gone, all gone. And I'm looking, I was like, I saw that, and I'm like, I saw the headlines on the news and the paper say, wait a minute now, something is not right about this picture. How you go from making 
$33 million a year for three years, and then you broke. That's because everybody had their hands in his pocket. Bad investments with horses and real estate, bad investments that he sunk money into. And then his payroll, ooh, they said his payroll was something like, I think his payroll was like a half a million a year or something like that, a million a year. Yo, his payroll was up. He had a lot of people. He had a lot of people. He had a lot of people on payroll. And that's something that um, even, even with, you know, you, you know, God is leading you to start your own business. If it's just you and your husband for the first five years, okay, fine. It's just you and your husband. You know, and then the time go on, you say, all right, babe, we need to hire a, a, uh, an assistant, someone who can be in the office to handle phones when we're not here because, you know, we got other meetings and stuff that we need to take care of. Then fine, boom, you have that one person, and that's all you need. Sometimes it depends on what type of business it is, you know. So a lot of people, uh, even in the body of Christ, they just, the harvest getting eaten up because they're not tithing consistently. They're not tied in consistently. So even with um, you want to invest some money, if you want to invest some money in the stock, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing in the Bible say, well, don't invest your mon- money into stock. You can do it. If you want to invest some money in stock, you know, let, let me do some research over this. Disney stock is always good. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Disney stock is always good. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Public stock is good. That's just how it is. Some stocks are good, some stocks are bad. There's nothing wrong with that. So you have you have the uh, you have stocks. You have also you have other things like the um, uh, the CDs with the banks with the banks. I know you can invest in that, but now just be careful though because they tell you, hey, you can't touch that money for another six months. But you're like, okay, all right, no, that's not a problem. Say, okay, cool. Here, here's here's uh, here's five hundred. I want to put it in a CD account. And it's okay. In, in the next six months, that five hundred goes to lay, say say thirty five hundred. Say okay, cool, okay, cool. Take that thirty five and keep you keep it going. You keep you keep you keep multiplying. You keep multiplying. You know. So, you know, with our harvest, we have to. We want to be care- really really careful of when we get our harvest, especially. Um, um, when we get our paycheck and financials, you know, you you gotta have that. You gotta have that budget because every church has a budget. Every house has a budget. Every business has a budget of what they're working with, and they try to stay within that budget. And if something, if they they go through it, if they see that they're paying too much for something, say, okay, we're not going to we're not going to go through no more this company, this vendor anymore because I found another vendor that's going to charge us half for the same product. And that's that's just me. I'm like, let me let me look first. I said, no, wait a minute. They charging us. This company here only going to charge us this, but they want to charge us this. So I guess we're going to go with B instead of A because A provide the same services. B, B, B provide the same services as A, but B services cost less. That's just how it is. That's, that's how it is even with um, um, when you're dealing with contractors, you may get one that says, okay, it'll cost you five grand to do this. And another contractor come in and say, he told you what? Five? Where you get five from? That's only a twelve hundred dollar job. Why do you want to charge you five thousand? I said, okay, good. Hey, I want to. Can you do the same thing he's doing? I said, yeah, I can do the same thing he's doing for twelve hundred. Why? You, why you want to spend five when you can spend twelve and get the same get the same quality of work, get the same quality of work done, same quality of work. So, harvest is is good. It's good. It's harvest season, seed time, and harvest. And God told me to break it down in three different components. You know, the first week we did we did this, the seed, and then we did time because everything everything that we do is associated with time. Every you may not realize it, everything we do is of is centered around time. You the alarm clock from seven to three, so you know that, or from eight to four, you know that, you know that. There's a uh, you you want to eat dinner by a certain time. 
you want to be in bed by a certain time. <clears throat> Even if you're not asleep, at least you're in the bed. But if you fall asleep, you know exactly where you are. You're in the bed. It takes time to cook your dinner. It takes time to get from point A to point B. Whatever we do is centered around time. What, you, what time the church service start? 10 o'clock. It takes time. No matter what you, it takes time to, to do whatever you're doing. It takes time. It just take, you take time to get dressed. So it, it I mean, it take, you, you know, it takes time to, to get, to take a shower. That takes time. Everything we do, if you, you, if you, if you, if you, if you was to sit down for about a good five to ten minutes to think about what you do throughout the day, it takes time. It just takes time. Even when I, you know, I love to fish. So it takes, I'm sitting there, I may not get a bite for the first um, hour, but I, I'm patient. I'll wait. I say, I'll wait. Eventually, let me check my bait. Oh, check my, check my bait. My bait is good. Eventually, a fish is going to hit it. I'm going to catch me a fish. It just takes time. God does everything in his what? His time. His own time. His time. So, well, God, I need this done. I need this done yesterday. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I need time to work on this. You can't rush it. One thing you don't do is you rush God. You can rush people, but you don't rush God. You can't rush God. I, I, once I pray about something, I say, all right, God, it's in your hands. It's, it's, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. I, whenever, you, whenever, whenever you present it to me or, or tell me to go to the next step, then I go to the next step. Go to the next step. You know, that's why some people, they rush when they go like, oh, I want to I wanna, I wanna trade the car. I want to do this. No, 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 no. You pray about it. Pray about it first. And when God tells you to, then God tells you to go to, to such and such dealership to get the vehicle that you want, that's what you do. You say, uh, God will tell you, listen, go talk to a guy named John. Who? Who? John. God, God he give you the name. The name of the person. Go, the, name, not, the name John. Or go to, uh, there's a lady there, there's a lady named there, April. Go talk to April. Or Veronica. She's there. She's waiting for you. <laughs> like what? You get there. Is you, do you have a um a salesperson by the name of John? Yeah. He's just finished up with a customer now. I'll have him let you know. I'll let him know that you're here. Okay. Okay. That reminds me of the story with Joseph. When they was looking for um I guess who was he looking for? They said that's not the one, that's not the one, but he he said that's the one. So, that's yeah. Right mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes it's you know, you can't you can't um and we know when you when you're um, um, Bible say who, who he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's that that takes time. That takes time, you know. And um, with me, when I was uh, looking for a wife, I was praying for one. I'm like, oh God, and like, you know, I say I ain't, I don't want no mama's I don't want no mama's girl, but I still end up getting one. That's not you know. I still end up getting one, but I prayed about it, and 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 before I even proposed to her, you know, it, that it just took time. That was my harvest. When when she said yes, I said, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." And she said yes, had me on. We was at a gas station. She had me on the knee. Hit me. I was hot dog getting cold, soda getting hot dog getting cold, soda getting hot. I was on my knee for about 30 minutes. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, you know what? I've never been on the ground as long. I'm like, will you just go ahead and say yes so I can get up off the ground? But it took time. Mm-hmm. It took time. You know, um, we, can't, we can't rush God. We can't rush God, especially during the harvest season. We cannot rush God when it's time to harvest something. Because if you rush God, you're not going to get the results that you want to have. Those results are not going to be good. Because God gonna say, "Well, you rushed the whole thing. I, <clears throat> I told you just to go ahead and to do step one was to step one was to pull your credit report. 
and start paying people off. Because it takes time to build up your beacon score. And see, your harvest is when you go and do the deal, you get the best interest rate that you can get and get the best payments that you know you can afford. That's your harvest. That's your harvest. So don't go out there and try and, and get a $50,000 vehicle on a, on a, a Budweiser budget. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. You know, you, you you know that okay, my budget is between three hundred and four hundred a month. I mean, between three hundred and four hundred a month. My my budget is not five six hundred a month. So if you get in that type of situation, guess what? Guess what you're gonna be doing? You're gonna be working a second job, yeah. trying to pay to trying to pay that car. That second job is to pay the car note. That's what that second. It's not. Oh, we got extra. Nah, that's going to pay the car. Huh? How much is it? How much is it? No, so, and I heard a pastor say, you never, when you make um, purchases like that, you never, you always let the other, you always let the other spouse know what you're doing before you make a merger, before you make a major purchase. You know, so it's not like you come home and say, yeah, baby, uh -huh. pay me 575. What? I thought it was, I thought it was three seventy five. Where where the other two hundred come from? Oh well, uh, I gotta give him another. In thirty days, I give him another thousand dollars down. So I'm gonna give me a second job. So make sure we get that. <laughs> so we get that rest of that down payment. So everything we can keep continue to move forward. But that's not that was, you like. You take it back. She's like, what? Take it back. <laughs> take it back. So what you mean? Take it. Get something else. Take it back. This is how it is. So we don't want to mess up our harvest. And I've seen people do it. I've seen people do it. You know, they hit the lottery. They mess up their harvest. You know, I've seen people in the body of Christ that get blessed. They get blessed with, with, with thousands of dollars and just mess it all up. Because they never had, they never had a chance to, they don't know how to manage that kind of money. So it means, oh yeah, so yeah, man, I want to bless you. Ooh, hundred thousand. I guarantee that it, it'll sit in the bank for for a good little while before I'm like, okay, all right, God, what you want to do? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to mess us up. I say, I, I don't want to mess us up. I don't. I don't. Next thing you know, my parents get a check in the mail. I say, you send us a check. I say, yeah, I sent you. I sent you a cashier's check. Don't worry about it. God, don't worry about it. Go ahead. What? You send us a check for 10 grand? Listen, pay whatever you need to pay off. Take a trip, whatever. Tie it off of it and take a trip. That's all you do. You know, some people just don't know how to, how to manage their harvest. That's the harvest when they, um, you know, you get paid. You get paid every week or every two weeks, and some people work by commission, so they get paid once a month. So with the harvest, well, when they get paid, they just don't know how to manage it, you know. They don't have to manage it. You know, they get paid on Friday, and then, then by Tuesday, Wednesday, they want to know, can they borrow $100 so they get paid? I'm like, didn't you just get paid? And I worked with a guy. I worked with, he, he was an equipment operator um, at the park I was working at in, in South Florida. And um, get paid on Friday, and here it is on, on, on the middle of next week, Middle of the following week, he's like, "Hey, can I borrow ten bucks?" I'm like, "Can I borrow five? I'm like, "What?" I'm like, didn't you just get paid? Didn't you just get paid? Come to find out, he was paying four hundred dollars a month to one of his credit cards. I would, I would like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not paying that. I would have sliced that sucker down less than half. I said, "Listen." They're gonna get one seventy five a month and that's all they're gonna get. No. <laughs> even if I have to make if it, even if I have to make the minimal payment for, for the first two or three months, that's fine. Then I'll just add a little on. Add a little on. I add on add on another forty or fifty bucks. But he messed I mean, I mean, his he had his his it was all messed up in my eyes. It was all messed up. He used to at uh, one time uh, uh, when I was working the, the, the night shift, he was just leaving to go home. And his car stopped. I said, oh, 
And the supervisor said, what happened? He ran out of gas. He was running out of gas on, out there on 95, and the road ranger said, listen, you can't get no more gas. He's, he was met, he, he had his, everything was just, he didn't have everything outlined right. So with your harvest, you got to have what? You got to have a budget. Because if you don't have a budget, guess what? Your harvest is going to be gone before you know it. It's just gone. That's why you got to have that budget. You're going you to hear pastors say that. I hear pastors say that all the time. You got to have a budget. What's your budget? What's your budget? You take all your bills, you divide that by four or divide it by five, that's your weekly budget. That's what churches do. That's their weekly budget. Our budget per week is this. This is our weekly budget. Uh, not monthly. No, that's, this is our weekly budget. This is what our week, in order for us to take care of what we need to take care of for the church, this is our weekly budget. And I heard a pastor say that budget could be anywhere between 10 thousand to a hundred thousand a week you gotta have that because if you have if if you mismanage your harvest guess what you you're you gonna be stuck like chuck you have nothing you're gonna be hurting trying to figure out what you're gonna do next and how you're gonna do it and, and god i need I, I need well listen i bless you with 50 you spend that up in three days how in the world you do that I gave you, I bless you with 50000 and you spent that up in three days. That's it. You know, I'm done. I'm finished.